listening to WGXC ACRA, hands-on creative community radio at 90.7 FM and streaming live online at WGXC.org. WGXC is a program division of Wave Farm. Remember, during the current WGXC Tower Power Pledge Drive, from now through October 28th, there are three ways to donate. You can go online to wgxc.org slash donate. Go to any WGXC or Wave Farm webpage and hit the donate button or use the donate button on the Wave Farm app that's now available for both Apple and Android users and it's free in the App Store. Or besides going to wgxc.org slash donate, you can call 518-697-7400 to make a donation. That's 518-697-7400. And this pledge drive, now through October 28th, you can also make a donation in person at three local record stores. Spike's Record Rack at 395 Main Street in Catskill. John Doe Books and Records at 434 Warren Street in Hudson. And the Boom and Bloom Record and Flower Shop at 2176 Route 145 in East Durham are all also taking donations for WGXC. If you go there and buy a big stack of vinyl records, you can tell them to make part of the proceeds go to WGXC. Just ask about WGXC at the counter. They'll give you a free WGXC bumper sticker if you want, and you can make a donation in person at Spike's Record Rack in Catskill, John Doe Books and Records in Hudson, and the Boom and Bloom Record and Flower Shop in East Durham. Or go online to wgxc.org slash donate and help out during WGXC's Tower of Power pledge drive. WGXC underwriting support is provided in part by Suncommon, supporting vibrant communities across New York for 15 years, offering custom solar installations for homes, farms, and businesses. Information at suncommon.com. WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Christina Bonesack of Germantown, New York. WGXC's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXE as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Greene and Columbia counties. Become a WGXC sustaining supporter today. Go to WGXE.org and click Donate. Thank you for your support. Welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. We are back in the studio, the actual radio studio. We're here. We're in. We made it. We're back. (laughs) It is truly a pleasure to be here. It is so exciting. It feels cozy. It feels wonderful. It's a beautiful place to be. Uh, Jenny, I love our show. I love our show. It's a great show. I'm so glad to be back in the studio with you specifically. Oh, my Uh, God. Such a joy. It's been a long time since we've been in person. uh, And it's really nice to get back. You know, got the big microphones in front of us. I know. We got all these sliders that we could just be like throwing all in any direction we felt like. Big old soundboard right in front of us. It is and we get to be in breathing the same air. I know. It's in so, the same room. It's so nice. If you didn't know, uh, we did it. We've been doing our show, which, by the way, <laughs> you're listening to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda, a show that's a twice a month where we talk about movies. We pick a theme each episode, and then we watch movies around that theme separately, and then we get on the air and talk about them together. And on the air has meant for us for the last many, many months that we um, connect on Zoom and Tom patches us into the radio. But now we're back in the studio, which, by the way, this is a great opportunity to ask you, dear listener, to donate to WGXC ACRA. Please go to WGXC.org slash donate and become a sustaining monthly supporter. It's so easy. It's so easy. This pledge drive specifically 
uh, is about renewing our access to the radio tower so that it can still be a real radio station and not just an internet one. Uh, and I think that that is such an important goal and so wonderful. I love listening to WGXC on my drive to work and home every day. And if we didn't have a radio tower, I wouldn't be able to do that. And I'd be very upset. And I wouldn't know about any of our local news. And I wouldn't hear any of the cool events that are going on around our area. Exactly. The car is a special and magical place for me where I do most of my listening. And, you know... <laughs> When everything comes crumbling down and the big old internet gets unplugged, <laughs> radio waves are still going to be there. It's true. They're going to be there forever because the, the sun makes them. <laughs> <laughs> As we all know. As we all know, radio waves come from the sun and they're going to be there forever. It's going to outlast us all. Um, <laughs> well, and so a really cool thing about WGXC is that it is actually powered by the sun, but yes. not the radio waves themselves. Where do radio just, waves come from, Jenny? I don't know. I think they come from the they sun. They probably come from the sun. Just I, like x-rays. You, oh, you're right. You're right. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you're really blowing this <laughs> wide open. <laughs> yeah. Don't quote me on this. Uh, but you know, the point being is being able to listen to the radio from an FM tower is really special thinking about how radio works is mysterious and magical <laughs> and I don't know and I don't want to know because I like um, just soaking in life's great mysteries but um, please keep us on the air on the FM tower it's great to be online also because that's great for people who don't live in our radius to have access to this wonderful station but we love to be on the FM airwaves so please once again Head to WGXC.org slash donate and become a supporter of our wonderful radio station. It's great. All right, Jenny, should we tell the listeners about what is playing in the uh, movie theaters in our area? We absolutely should. I thought you'd never ask. Um, All right. So I'll start and I will tell everybody what's playing at the Wyndham Theater in Wyndham, New York. Uh, this is a combination movie theater and subway and Carvel and laundromat and <laughs> also Airbnb, I guess. Um, but it's a cool theater. They have uh, couches that you can sit on. So um, we have Black Adam, Ticket to Paradise, and Halloween Ends. And you can find out more about tickets and showtimes at WyndhamTheater.com. That's W-I-N-D-H-A-M Theater.com. Uh, now I shall tell you what's playing at the Crandall Theater in Chatham. Uh, so we have Don't Worry Darling, The Woman King, The Good House, uh, Hold Me Tight, and then later at the end of the month of November, Tar, which I'm very excited to see. Uh, the other thing that's happening at the Crandall Theater this month is the uh, Columbia Film Festival, like the Columbia County Film Festival, um, which is very exciting. And um, there's lots of cool, I believe it is, I'm so sorry, it's actually called Film Columbia 2022. Oh, okay. So, so sorry. <laughs> um, but it is basically the Columbia <gasps> County Film Festival. Uh, and you can find out about those specific theaters, and, or I'm so sorry, those specific movies that are being screened and the showtimes at the Crandall at CrandallTheater.org. Amazing. All right, so I'm going to tell you about the Spotlight Cinemas in Hudson, otherwise known as the Eight Screen Cinema on Fairview Avenue or the Hudson Eight Plex. I've called it many, many things. The one that's next to Tractor Supply. Um, we have Ticket to Paradise, Amsterdam, Black Adam, Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile, <laughs> Bros, Barbarian, Smile. And Halloween ends. It's ending. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can find out more about showtimes and ticket prices at SpotlightCinemas.com. Uh, now I shall tell you what's playing at the Upstate Cinema in Rhinebeck, also known as the Star Cinema. We have Triangle of Sadness, Tar, Henry V, and Amsterdam. Uh, and you can find out those showtimes at UpstateFilms.org. What about the... Um the Socrates yeah, Theater? Yeah, upstate Well, Socrates. I was going to wait and make you make you wait for it, but I'll tell you now because you sorry. asked so nicely. I, I want to hear. All right. Well, <laughs> at the Upstate Cinema in Socrates, which is also known as the Orpheum Theater, we have Till, Triangle of Sadness, Ticket to Paradise, 
Brilliant Disguise, Moon Age Daydream, and Bros. And again, those all of those are at upstatefilms.org so that you can find out exactly when you want to go see all those great new flicks. Amazing. All right, the last theater that I'm going to tell you about is our Hudson's very own TSL, Time and Space Limited. Um, so playing, now playing, we have My Architect. We have Hopper, An American Love Story. We have Riotsville, USA. City Lights, Il Bidone. I'm so sorry. It's a Fellini movie, and I, I know I have a movie show, but I don't know much about Fellini. <laughs> Il Bidone. Um, and that's it for now playing, but time or TSL does have a really expansive calendar, so I encourage you to go to timeandspace.org to find out more about what's playing in the whole month of October and November and uh, about ticket prices and all of that. That's timeandspace.org. Wow. Wow. So many movies out right now. So many mm-hmm. movies out right now. Jenny. Yes. What have you watched that is currently or was just in the theaters? What new flicks have you seen? I've seen a couple new flicks. Uh, I will start with the newest one because I saw it last night. Um, and it's probably like the least Halloweeny of the movies that I've seen. And I know we're, we're not there yet, but like, you know, we're obviously there's our listeners have have heard us before. They know that we're interested in the month of October for so a special time, you know, a, a very specific reason. But so I'm going to tell you about a movie that I saw last night, actually at the at Film Columbia at the Crandall Theater as part of the film festival. Uh, I saw a special screening of a movie called Bones and All which is Luca Guadagnino's new flick, nice. uh, which if you are not familiar, Luca Guadagnino is an Italian director who made uh, Call Me By Your Name a couple years ago. His big splash. And, and a big splash. is also a movie called A Bigger Splash. <laughs> Wildly. Yes, he literally made a oh. movie called A Bigger Splash. Oh, that was me making a joke yeah. about how that like, really that put movie. him on the map for people in the U.S. Yeah, <laughs> but like really weirdly, he did also literally make a movie called A Bigger Splash. Wow. And I was like, are you hinting towards that I mean, wasn't anyway it just happened sometimes it just works that way um, and he also made the Suspiria remake from a couple years ago uh, and so I really like the flicks of his that I've seen because I think they're really beautifully made and also funny and interesting um, and this new one I the only thing I knew about it going in was that it was about cannibals mm-hmm. and that it was a romance and mm-hmm. I was like oh somebody like sounds like someone's got your number yeah for real <laughs> it's like why who who told Luca to make this movie for me specifically yeah. yeah um and so I went out last night to the Crandall with a couple of pals and and saw it start to beginning <laughs> start start to end wow I'm really tired it's okay it's, it's been a minute we're back in the we're back in the studio I've forgotten how to talk new it's pair just, of shoes baby. new pair of shoes we're work we're working on it breaking we're breaking them in. them in yeah um but so let me tell you just a little bit about it. I don't want to go in too deep because it is so fresh and new. Um, I don't think it's really even available to see most places yet. I think it will be in theaters pretty soon. Um, but so it stars a woman na- or it stars an actor named Taylor Russell who plays a young girl named Marin. Who's, I think she's like she's 18 in the mm-hmm. course of the movie um, who has grown up with suppressed memories of being a cannibal. <laughs> and uh, it's about, it's basically a road movie. It's a road trip movie uh, about her meeting another person who may or may not share the same affliction, um, played by Timothy Chalamet, and how the two of them deal with that as they, uh, you know, embark upon growing up, maybe falling in love. And, uh, you know, it's hard to live in the world and also be a cannibal at the same time. I don't know why from the trailer I thought that it was also a post-apocalyptic movie no it's not it wow. takes place in the 80s okay <laughs> yeah. wow um, it rules it's really fun i liked it a lot <laughs> nice and i'm glad to hear that it was fun because as i said and this is not fair of me but from the trailer i was like oh this movie looks so serious no like, it's i mean there's parts of it that are pretty serious for sure but it's like it's yeah. very it's got a lot of comedy in it Perfect. has a like an incredibly stacked cast of like barely recognizable people you know what i mean yeah. like people who are like 
I know who that guy is, but you're not quite sure who yeah. it is. I've seen that guy in like one million episodes of TV. Yeah, like <laughs> literally every supporting character is a like famous character actor. It's incredible. We've got Mark Rylance. We've got Michael Stuhlbarg. We have David Gordon Green, who's the guy who directed the new Halloween trilogy, is randomly an actor in it for some oh, reason. What is that? What's that guy's mug look like? I didn't know. And then I saw it come up in the credits and I was like, that's what David Gordon Green looks like. Funny. Um, the and then there's a couple others that I like kind of don't even want to spoil because it's exciting when they show up and you're like oh my god that person yeah um there's also one I will just say Jessica Harper is also in it who you may have recently heard us talk about from uh when we discussed Phantom of the Paradise a couple episodes ago who's also in the original Suspiria uh yeah and it's just really it's it's very beautiful I simply love cannibals I can't explain it I think it's I think it's a wonderful subject. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful subject. I mean, like it's it's um, gross and alluring and erotic. Yeah, it's there's a lot. If you are already (laughs) maybe leaning toward that kind of macabre interest, there's a lot to love there. There's a lot. There's Uh, a lot to get excited about. Yeah, but so I really bones and all was really fun. Um, I thought it was very lovely. There was a person sitting in front of us in the theater who was reacting to it like it was a true horror movie, which was really sweet. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is like there's parts of it that are kind of scary and stressful, but there was a scene where she screamed. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Are you, is it, are you having a good time? I, I hope know. so. We'll, we'll say. But um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, if you have a chance to see it in the theater, I think that's a really great way to because it's also very beautifully shot. Luca Guadagnino is very good at making movies. Yeah. 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 Have you ever seen, this is a movie I've never seen, but have you ever seen Trouble Every Day? I actually have not. So I don't know who made it, but with Vincent Gallo and yeah. Beatrice Dahl, and I'm pretty sure it's also a cannibal road trip movie. Wow. At yeah. least there's like some travel and some, they might be more vampire leaning. Mm, as in, like, I mean, I like, they like that to too. Drink people's blood, blood. yeah totally is, in real life is just cannibalism yeah um. yeah the, the other thing that i saw before seeing this movie that made me want to see it was i just saw like a review somewhere like it was a tweet or something that compared it to uh the movie thirst which is a park chan wook movie from like 2009 i want to say okay. about a priest who falls in love with a woman vampire. <laughs> um, why which have you, you never love. told me about this movie? Do I don't you? know. I've never told. I love what? Thirst. And the I, hey? you know, as I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, wow, Amanda would really love uh, Thirst. Yeah. It rules. Um, but so I saw that. You know it was I like forbidden sexual tension. Yeah, dude, there's not much. Yeah. Sexual tension because of, of, a, a connection is forbidden. Yes, of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and like a little bit of um, vampirism and they're just thrown in. Yeah. It's great. Uh, but yeah, I saw it was like, this is somebody described, uh, bones and all as like basically as close to an American thirst as we'll get. And I was like, sign me up. I'm here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if that appeals to you, um, I would recommend thirst and I would also recommend bones and all. Oh, fun. Really fun. Tis Um, the season for vampires. I saw, I went to the highway drive-in. Which, by the way, listeners, the drive-ins are closed for the season. Ooh, I know. Very sad. sad. Very sad. But I went to the Highway Drive-In for its last weekend, which was sweet. I didn't realize it was their last weekend until I was buying my snacks at the snack bar. And I asked the woman at the register when the last weekend was. And she said, we're closing after this one. What are you going to do? You're here like every weekend. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> um but I went to see the double feature of Smile and Barbarian, <laughs> both two new horror movies of um, a diff- very different ilk uh, than Bones and All. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Smile was the first one. I don't have much to say about it. It was entertaining, but like forgettable, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Smile is a movie about a uh, psychiatrist who... Uh, works in a um, uh, like what's the a better way to say like a mental hospital like a mental care facility mm-hmm. um, and she has a patient who um, commits suicide in front of her bef- right after talking about how there's this present evil presence following her um, that looks like other people and nobody else can see it but her Um, And then after the psychiatrist witnesses 
this horrific event begins to also see this specter um, that her patient was talking about. And um, it's a metaphor for trauma. It always is. <laughs> and it might, my description might really sound like the movie It Follows because it's the same idea because that's another movie about trauma, but much more, I don't know, it did it first or yeah. it did it like better and earlier. So I don't know. It's not as... Smile was goofy. Yeah. <laughs> um, just not everything needs to be about trauma. I know we've really we've really fallen into a, a trend pit at this time, and I would love to get out of it. Exactly. It sometimes um, there can just be scary specters after you for no reason. Yeah, just it's really because nice. there's another realm yeah. full of scary specters, and sometimes the veil is thin, and that's why. Yeah, it doesn't need to be because <laughs> it's actually the specter of your childhood trauma and your relationship with your mother. <laughs> And you, like, don't necessarily need to go back to your childhood home to, like, burn it down and, like, spend the night there. It's a real, um, it's it's become a real crutch of of a lot of modern horror movies. And a lot of modern horror movies just simply don't have the chops to pull it off. Because sometimes it can be very affecting. Yeah. But often, these days, it's just like, oh, my God, do we need to do this again? Exactly. So I would say, like, if you don't mind seeing some goofy horror in the theater you should just go anyways to see it because whatever i mean Mm -hmm. if you like went to go see the nun or annabelle (laughs) then you might as well go see smile which is better than those movies um the second movie was more fun but still dropped the ball it was um barbarian which i knew absolutely nothing about i'd not seen a trailer i hadn't read anything i'm not very present on the internet which i like about (laughs) myself (laughs) i love that um and it definitely means that there's a lot of movies that i know nothing about which is very exciting um so this movie is directed by zach Kreger, who you (laughs) some may remember from the sketch comedy show (laughs) the whitest kids you know so wild (laughs) he is one of the whitest kids you know um I was very surprised about that. So Barbarian, I won't say too much, just like with Bones and all, because both of these movies are still in the theater. So I want to keep a lot to myself. But Barbarian opens with a young woman um, pulling up to an Airbnb in somewhere in Detroit. And it's the middle of the night. It's raining. She gets there and there's been a mix up and somebody's already in the Airbnb um, which is already really scary. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what's his face? The youngest Skarsgård, Bill, Bill? Skarsgård yeah. opens the door and he's like, oh, what are you talking about? Like, I'm staying here. I booked it. Cause she, you know, she opens the key box and there's no key. And he's, he comes to the door eventually. It's the middle of the night. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm staying here. Um, and of course you're immediately like, is, is it actually a mix up? Right. Or is you know, is there something sinister going spider on here? In the web. Yeah. <laughs> um, and against the entire audience's judgment and general better judgment, she, he's like, well, you can just stay like, I'll sleep on the couch. Like you can sleep in the room. Um, and I will say this is one of those movies that the first third was so fun and so tense and they had this very big build-up before the title drop which i love, <laughs> oh, I love that i love yeah. the movies do that um so fun or at least like before before it changed like tack totally mm-hmm. um but yeah so basically that is your first very real fear is trusting a stranger there's all these he's bill skarsgård and the lead actor who i will look up in a second um her name is Georgina Campbell. They're both really good, um, especially in this big, long opening scene. Like, he's like, oh, the Airbnb people, like, left a bottle of wine. Do you want to open it with me? <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, you're like, oh, did he put something in the wine? Yeah. And he's like, oh, you can watch me open it, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, oh, God, how much do I want to say? Because, so, again, this movie, I thought was one of the scarier movies I've seen in a long time until it again, just really Mm, kind of petered mm -hmm. out, which was really unfortunate because it started out so strong. The, I'll just say that this is what the internet synopsis also says is there's more to worry about in this house than 
Bill Skarsgård. I will say there's something in the basement. <laughs> I saw the trailer for this movie before I saw Nope, and it, I think it maybe reveals quite a bit okay. uh, because I do know that there's something. I haven't seen Barbarian. I do know yeah. that there's something in the basement, and I know it's horrible, but that's kind of all I know. Yeah. So <laughs> she decides she will spend the night. She stays in the bedroom. He stays on the couch. She wakes up because she hears him having a nightmare, but she also wakes up with the her bedroom door open no. when it was closed no. when she went to bed. No, I don't like yep. that. No, not good at all. <laughs> so, and the next day she wakes up, she's there for a job interview. She goes to the job interview. The, uh, her potential new boss is like, why are you staying in that neighborhood? It's a really scary neighborhood. Um, she comes back to the Airbnb and it's daylight now. It certainly is very much like the only renovated mm. house. Um, she's about to enter the house and this guy comes running after her saying, Hey, little girl. Hey, little girl. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so she clamors in the house and, um, she is looking for toilet paper or something. So heads down to the basement, but basically finds secret hallway after secret staircase, after secret hallway frightening, frightening. in the basement. And it's so that the entire first third of the movie is that and it's so scary it sounds so fun <laughs> um because after she finds like they just they really paced it well like she finds this first secret door and there's no light so she, you watch her like get out a mirror and prop up a mirror so she can like reflect yeah. light into oh, this God. cavernous space You're, i like literally i'm getting shivers <laughs> i know and then she finds a room with a dirty bed and a no. camera and, like, <laughs> just, and then another secret door anyways um so the first third was so so fun and so scary um justin long shows up later and i think he is really good at being a funny jerk in movies and he very much is that in this so there is a really good chunk of it that's some excellent humor this nice. character is horrible and terrible and very easy to laugh at um but yeah i thought i thought that it kind of dropped the ball it was hard to say goodbye to that really amazing tension mm -hmm. um i gotta give it a watch yeah, still recommend seeing it it's still fun i mean i kind of recommend <laughs> i'm not very uh discerning when it comes to horror movies i'll pretty much watch anything yeah so. same. <laughs> that's something we really haven't got yeah exactly so that is smile and barbarian you should still go see them both i think barbarian is more fun um just because at least part of it is really really strong fun yeah. oh my gosh i have one other new movie to tell <gasps> you about which yes. you already know i watched but i'm just gonna give you Do i'm it. just gonna tell the people anyway Do it. Uh, i also watched the new hellraiser oh the yeah fresh fresh new Hellraiser 2022. Um, it's streaming on Hulu. I don't think it came out in the theaters or if it did, it was like so brief as to basically disappear. Yeah. I don't think it did. Um, I thought it was absolutely fine. Like, yep. <laughs> uh, totally fine. Not scary at all. Um, yeah. which is kind of a shame, but you know, um, it's what the people say, I, yeah, the people are right. It's directed by David Bruckner who, did this other movie called The Night House, which I talked about like a couple episodes ago, which mm -hmm. I did actually really like um, and had a lot of tension in it that I found quite scary. And so I was hoping to get a little bit of that in this one, but no such luck. Um, but it is like, you know, some things that are cool about it. I don't even I'm like, how do I even give a description of Hellraiser, the new one? It's so it's a remake or it's not even a remake. It's just another uh, another story in the Hellraiser universe, basically. Okay. Uh, if you are not familiar with the original, which is a movie from the eighties, is the first one from the yeah. yeah. Uh, and which is basically about people who find these puzzle boxes, and when you solve them, uh, it opens a portal to the hell dimension where uh these creatures called Cenobites live, and they uh torture you. Uh, but it's a combination of pleasure and pain and like yeah. tear your body apart into little tiny gross pieces. Yep. Uh, and it's very <laughs> bloody, very sexual, yep. very, um, it's just like very uh, Baroque. Like, yeah. It's a really Baroque franchise. Exactly. Um, this is a Hellraiser house. Obviously it's one of Amanda's favorite movies. That's so good. Uh, we are, we are, we are Hellraiser heads here. Yeah, we love it. We love it. But so the new one uh, is just another story. It's about a girl who, um, 
is like struggles with addiction and is like dating this new guy and ends up finding the puzzle box through a complicated series of events that are not worth mentioning here (laughs) um and i was like i barely remember the plot frankly it's kind of it kind of left my mind instantly i don't hear i hear it's not good yeah the the writing really leaves something to be desired and the acting also leaves something to be desired Mm. the thing that is really cool about it is that these special effects are rad these cenobites look really cool um, and actually, the setting is really cool. I was thinking about it this morning while I was in the shower because I was like, what do I say about Hellraiser? Yeah. Um, and a lot of it takes place in this like big freaky mansion that's owned by like a, a wealthy guy. And so it is like it has a really cool set design and there's a lot of cool like uh, just I, I don't like the art direction is pretty tight in it. Um, but yeah, it's not, you know, I think it's like all Hellraisers considered because there are like a zillion of them. It's certainly not the worst. It's definitely like it suffers from trying to do what we were talking about earlier, a like trauma narrative. Yeah. Um, without really leaning into the like any of the like horniness of Hellraiser. <laughs> like there's not really any like sexual deviancy, which, which is, is so sad. Yeah. Which is part of what makes Hellraiser so like interesting and special and like just such a fascinating type of movie blurring the line between pleasure and pain yeah and it doesn't really i mean it does that but in the sense that like it it does it more in like an addiction sense than in a Mm. sexual sense which is like fine but again it's just like another like let me update this for the time right and like make it about yeah like yeah it's not very light it's the pleasure and pain of addiction (laughs) yeah like something that's also really cool about hellraiser is that it also has like a great deal of like like it's not comedy but it has it has some like lightness to it that is like very fun it's a very fun franchise yeah like the other movies have like some really cool special effects that have just like uh, like some comedy to them yeah um and there just isn't really any of that in this one it's very serious uh which is a shame but you know if you again if you're into like gross special effects i think you would probably enjoy it it's definitely like worth watching like i you know i turned all the lights off and watched it and had a fine time but do i remember anything about it not really (laughs) do the cenobites have really fun one-liners like no not really there's the one no like no tears please it's a waste of a good suffering oh my god i wish <laughs> no the the only one who really talks much if i recall correctly is the like there is um she's just called the priest she's not called pinhead uh-huh. but she's jamie clayton who is this cool trans actress who i like um plays like a pinhead type like she has all of the pins on her head mm-hmm. um and she does a lot of monologuing about um hell i guess honestly again i don't really remember i wish i could it all it left it left my head so fast um and so she definitely she and the main character have some talks but uh i don't really remember the content of them i have to be honest with you yeah that's okay yeah um i told you about the the documentary that I watched about eighties horror and like the yes. height of practical effects yeah. and the actor who plays Pinhead, whose name is Doug. And I can't remember his last yeah. name right now. And he's British. And he's like, you know, people don't know that when I take off the Pinhead makeup and, and I step off the set, you know, I'm just Doug. And I'm like, <laughs> no, like we don't, we no. know. Yeah, we know. It's okay. You're just Doug. <laughs> That's your- yeah. I really love I just rewatched Hellbound which is Hellraiser 2 mm-hmm. um, another fave of the household such a fave of the household <laughs> um, and I forgot that there's the scene there's a scene near the end where he is like returned to his human form briefly yeah. and yeah. he is and he truly is just Doug he's just Doug <laughs> he it really... also opens with just Doug yeah it I know yeah totally origin story. yeah with him becoming Pinhead it's so fun so good and yeah. you find out that one of the Cenobites is also a little baby boy I know just a kid sometimes I forget which one Maybe the chatterer. Uh, I think it's the, yeah, I think it is the chatterer. I think you're right. Yeah. I've always wanted to watch the, cause that is like so many great eighties horror movies. That is one that was heavily and painfully franchised. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I have seen the third one at some point, which I know, I know a new Cenobite is created in it <laughs> and it's like 
it's like a dude who gets killed by because a bunch of CDs are like thrown into him. <laughs> so fun. Like he has like a bunch of CDs, CDs sticking out of his head. Yeah. Which is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say the setup, like I do love, there is like, that's part of the humor of the Cenobites is that they're like, they're really gross and yucky, but also really funny. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, none of the new Cenobites are that cool. Like they're fine. Yeah. But like they're not as cool as yeah, they could the be. The big chubby Cenobite with sunglasses. I know. I love him. I love, like he's wearing yeah, sunglasses. He's wearing sunglasses. <laughs> it's so, God. It's so good. Hellraiser's so good um, yeah it's also not very queer even though there are there's like a gay character in it and i feel like hellraiser is like a very queer franchise yeah uh, it's just like not you know the new one's just so um it's very bland <sighs> bland is the word i'd use sometimes people try too hard and they just miss the mark they really do um which is what i've heard that's i feel like that's everyone's takeaway yeah of the new one um i want to see all of the other i know there's one where there's like the cenobites are in space yeah. like all the really terrible weirdly that is one sequels. of the ones that i have seen because it, it was like one that they would just play on the sci-fi channel yeah and i would just like watch it for hours like i would just watch the sci-fi channel for hours yeah. when i was a teenager and i remember watch i hadn't seen any of the other hellraisers yeah. but i did see the one where Dude. they're in space and he's just like walking through a spaceship nice. having a good time does it does it suck uh honestly i don't remember it very well so yes probably i remember thinking it wasn't very good <laughs> and I mean, also not very scary <laughs> i like um movies that combine hell and space yeah specifically one movie <laughs> rhymes with the schmavent schmerizen yeah exactly it does remind r- rhyme with schmavent schmerizen yeah um i don't remember it i'd probably like it more now because i like schlocky stuff more now than i did when i was like a pretentious teenager yeah. and i don't think that i'll like any of them but i just i you know i get great pleasure and not pain yeah from completion yes um, <laughs> all right so what else did you watch so tonight's theme again at the like i said at the top of the show we pick a theme every episode and then jenny and i watch movies separately around that theme and we do not tell each other what we watched until we get on the air um and this time the theme is just scary stuff that we like to watch there it's a loose theme nothing specific just it's the halloween season whatever you wanted to watch go ahead and watch it (laughs) (laughs) watch what you've been meaning to watch for this the halloween season exactly oh do you want to hear about another one yeah i do i know i'm sorry no i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready to do another one this one i don't have very much to say about so it's perfect so i watched another movie that i mentioned i think on this show also like maybe a year ago because i saw it on a list and i was like that sounds cool and i finally watched it it's called blood quantum oh yeah um, which is a zombie movie but it's made by indigenous people and uh it was pretty fun i i've seen that too it's good oh you watched it yeah i did realize you watched it i thought that you already watched it and recommended it to me and then oh my god (laughs) (laughs) no i hadn't seen it i think i just like heard about it and thought it looked cool um but so yeah i finally watched it the other night well so you've seen it but it's uh it's your classic zombie movie um but the twist is that well it takes place in the 80s which is fun Uh always for a uh any i mean it turns out horror movies just work better when there isn't like the internet or cell phones really. yeah it's true um but so it takes place in canada um uh, on a reservation that's a red crow reservation um and basically dead things start to come back to life mm-hmm. uh and the twist of this particular zombie movie is that all of the native population is immune to the zombie infection so they are not turning but everybody else is Mm -hmm. and so it turns into a survival movie about a group of indigenous people creating like a a, like a blockaded society to try Mm -hmm. and survive um and i liked it it's very gory Mm -hmm. it's very wet it's Mm -hmm. a very wet movie yeah yeah um it's like a it's uh it's a little bleak because it's a zombie movie but it also has a lot of comedy in it like genuine comedy which is really fun definitely um, like the lead actor is really hot and funny he's really hot and funny uh he's played by michael gray eyes yeah um and there's yeah there's just like there's a lot of like genuine humor in it that's not just like quippy one-liners because i feel like that's what people think comedy is now and yeah. it's like not funny it sucks yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this just has like actually like funny scenes Yeah. Um, and yeah I really I thought it was very fun it was like a great time to watch a very splattery wet movie <laughs> lots of guts yeah lots of great gut effects amazing name for for the movie too like calling it blood quantum mm-hmm. is 
really good. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's a really like I I I enjoyed it. It was like a very quick. It was like an hour and a half, and it was like yeah. tight. Exactly. Very has some like classic zombie tropes that like I could really take or leave. But if you're gonna do it, then it's like this is the way to do it. Yeah, for an independent zombie movie, it's really um, pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, as one might imagine, like the the struggle becomes like do the people on the uh, like who've made a safe haven out of the reservation choose to let white people in mm-hmm. um like one of the characters has a white girlfriend who's pregnant and you know and then it's like the stakes are even higher for her because it's like is she if she gets like i think that's really fun about it is that at the beginning everybody keeps getting bitten and you're really scared and you're like oh my god what's gonna happen mm-hmm. and then none of them turn because i mean you're following a bunch of main characters who are all native um and then as things go on later it's like, okay, there's still this extreme danger of the zombies killing them because they're extremely violent and yeah. extremely fast. Yeah. Um, but then there's also this like added tension because this one of the main characters, his girlfriend, as Amanda just said, is white. And so like she is actually super vulnerable and it's like, do they protect her? Yeah. It's very it has like it has a lot of subtle, not very subtle, semi subtle, like colonialism critiques. Mm-hmm. It's pretty it's like a pretty fun, solid little movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I rented like- it for like two bucks on YouTube if you're uh if you're into that. Nice. If you're into a really wet movie. I think it's also <laughs> streaming on Shutter. Oh yeah. Nice. Um okay. Tell me about something else. <laughs> Tell me about something else. I watched two movies called Hell House. Yes. Oh my god. I watched Tell Hell House and I watched Hell House LLC. I've seen that one. <laughs> I'll tell you about Hell House. Yes. <laughs> Hell House has been on my list for a long time. It's a documentary from 2001 by George Ratliff. And it is about um, a church in Dallas that started the original Hell House, which is a walkthrough haunted house. But instead of the classic... Uh, you know, um, people dressed up jumping out at you or scary scenes. They just um, recreate scenes where people are sinning <gasps> and might be ta- like, it's truly, it's, um. I like when I work from home, I watch TV and I like to start my day with a documentary because the sun is shining <laughs> and I feel guilty about watching TV during the day, but I have like, it's my, my work, my day job is such that, Watching TV while I'm working just makes a lot of sense. Um, but I like to watch documentaries <laughs> while the sun is shining. Um, and this one is really, really horrific. If you have um, any trauma connected to a religious upbringing, um, maybe don't watch this. <laughs> uh, but so, you know, they stage scenes like uh, a school shooting. Or a man dying of AIDS. Whoa. Uh, or a woman dying from an abortion. Um, Yikes. Yeah. And they're extremely graphic. They put a lot of work into them. Wow. Uh, I guess the these hell houses have grown. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of them in the country. But this says that it's the first one. And it boasts an annual audience of more than 10,000 people. Yikes, dude. Yeah. Um, and it's a big, big church. I can't, I'll have to hold on. Oh yeah. So this is, um, put together by the Cedar Hill Trinity church in Cedar, Cedar Hill, Texas. Um, a lot of the kids involved go to a school that's connected to the church. So just in this community, the church is involved in just nearly everything. Um, and I do really love documentaries that allow me to make, like, don't have an agenda of pushing any, like, I'm sorry, I sound like an airhead, but, um, like, this documentary doesn't put in any extra work into trying me, trying to force its own opinion Mm -hmm. about these people to me. Like, it's very much just presenting me with exactly, you know, what's going on and I'm allowed to decide for myself because even though I find this horrific I also appreciate like documentaries have so much power in how they portray people and how they can um, exploit people or make fun of people and like I don't need that to happen totally even though I find what these people have done very despicable (laughs) like you're looking for like reporting not 
uh, yeah. an opinion. Yeah, yeah, like I can find them despicable myself. Right. I don't need you to tell me that, you yeah. know? And like also just people, you know, they are lost lambs of a different kind. Um, right. <laughs> just horribly ignorant. Yeah. Um, but it is, I do really recommend it. I rented it from the documentaries website. You mm. can just rent it or buy it. It was three bucks. Um, but yeah, it was totally nuts. Like you, you basically just watch them build like lead up to Halloween weekend mm-hmm. where they put on the hell house and build it. They put so much work into it. People get so excited about, they audition for all the roles. Whoa, dude. You Ooh. know, like one guy is like, I don't want to be the drug dealer again. I'm always the drug dealer every year. Oh you know? um, and you know, uh, one of the main organizers, his daughter, gets the part of the girl dying of a botched abortion um and he's like excited for her because she really wanted it but he's like i'm nervous because i have to watch it oh my god um yeah it's so intense yeah wow it's <laughs> so intense and it's really scary um yeah you know of course in all of these scenes there is the devil who's like why or like you know um the devil persuading everybody mm, to mm-hmm. sin, right. make the wrong choice. The tempter. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then their final scene is seeing everybody in hell um, who went there because they were gay or got abortions or um, were depressed. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> or committed suicide. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then at the very end, you get to choose to um, go pray with a bunch of people who are waiting to pray with you or you can just leave. Nice. Oh my God. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's just so crazy. <laughs> it's so intense. Um, I remember the King of the Hill episode that also features a hell house um, <laughs> where Hank Hill, like Bobby joins the church group and it goes too far and he gets involved and he's like oh, really no. gets really anti Halloween. Yeah. And Hank is like, what? No. Yeah. Halloween's so fun. Um, <laughs> but hell house is great. It was really good. Um, also nice and short, but wonderfully made. Um, Sounds it, fascinating. Again, yeah, truly fascinating. Um, again, like, please don't watch this if you um, find that kind of stuff traumatic or if you have any connection to that world and you've done very hard work to get out of yeah. it. <laughs> um, and, yeah, uh, I like, like I said, I like being shown this information mm-hmm. with I feel like I run into a lot of documentaries that really give me their opinion and yeah. I don't want it absolutely yeah I think that is like a real that's a that's a um it's very telling when a documentary yeah. is like very clearly steering you towards a conclusion and you're like mm, no I don't need you to do that for me no the truth <laughs> like speaks very loudly right, totally it speaks <laughs> like, very loudly yeah I just watched something totally insane yeah <laughs> like I'm good thank you <laughs> like I know yeah <laughs> um wow so that was hell house from 2001 uh, it is on YouTube for free, but again, you can rent it from the documentaries website. And the other movie I watched, <laughs> Hell House LLC, yes, <laughs> is um, a found footage horror, which, yes. you know, I used to talk a lot of smack about found footage horror when it seemed like all we were getting was found footage horror. And it deserved my smack mm-hmm. talk then because... I really just wanted to see something that was not <laughs> found fake found footage. But now that we're on the other side of that trend, I love them. I know, it's <laughs> nice. It's nice to go back. Yeah, as a Blair Witch diehard, yeah, you dude. know, I just, I some of those movies are not, some of the found footage horror are not good. How House LLC was just a regular good time. It's fun. It's fun. I love that movie. Yeah, it's yeah, totally it's fun. Great. It's from 2015. Um, I watched it on Tubi. And it's about... Um, it's a fake documentary about a tragedy that happened at a Halloween haunted house, walkthrough tour or whatever, um, where 15 people mysteriously died on its opening night. Um, so it's a documentary about fake documentary about looking back into that case. And then we also get to see the footage from that. And it turns out that these, you know, dummies from New York city came to upstate New York, (laughs) you know, it's filmed in Pennsylvania, but they came to upstate New York 
and tried to stage a haunted house in a real haunted house. Oh. Wow. Um, I don't have much to say other yeah. than it's fun. It's pretty straightforward. Yep. Yeah. Has a fun twist. Yeah. Um, lots of spookies, you know, it's, just, I mean, it is the thing is that like, we were really inundated with found footage horror movies for a second there, but it is like a great tool for creepy atmosphere because it's like, you can't really see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Can't, you don't really know. It's just, it's all about tension and like using shadows. Yeah. Um, and if it's done well, it's like, it's genuinely very spooky. Like yeah. the same way, like Blair witches, you don't see anything, no. but it's so scary. And it can be done really well. This yeah. one does because it's a fake documentary that uses this footage. Um, this, you know, also fake footage. They, will slow down mm-hmm. for scary so stuff fun. that maybe you missed um, yeah. and like circle it and I'm like, <laughs> and, like oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love that um, stuff. <laughs> so Hell House LLC was a, a grand old time if you can get down with a fake found footage horror. Um, yeah, I I thought it was a good haunted house scary movie. Delightful, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is like... I am really in the mood to be scared lately mm-hmm. uh, at this time of year. Like, I feel like there's so many wonderful horror movies that I love that are not very scary. Um, but I'm trying to watch new ones that I've never seen before that will actually really scare me. Yes. Uh, and so I'm going to tell you about the scary movie that yes, I watched. Please, the please, best please. movie that I saw in the yes. last couple of weeks. I watched a movie from 2001 called Pulse. I've always wanted to see that. Okay, I watched Pulse the other night. It rules. It's really scary. (laughs) That's right here. It's it's from another country? It's from Japan. That's right. So it's directed by uh, Kiyoshi Kurosawa, who you may remember if you listen to our episode on scary psychiatry. He also directed the the movie Cure. Oh, Cure. Cure. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, Which also rules. I think Cure is maybe a better movie, but I also... Pulse... um, I watched it in two sittings, which I think was a mistake because it cut the tension. Yeah. And then the other thing was, is that I watched it streaming on Amazon, um, unfortunately. And the I think some of the subtitles were not perfect because yeah. I read a description afterward. And there were a couple of things that I missed because this like some things weren't translated correctly. Mm, that's too bad. So I would say if you can rent it from somewhere else, I would do that. But let me tell you a little bit about Pulse. Yes. It was so good. It's uh, so it's a movie from Japan from 2001 uh it's a it's basically follows two divergent storylines that eventually come together one is about uh this woman who is working at a plant store with these other people um who are all like the same age they're all like in their early 20s and one of them goes missing for a couple days and so when she goes to go find him he's acting really weird in his apartment um, and while they're talking, he just very casually hangs himself. No. And it's really scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so she is dealing with that. And then this, it kind of has a ripple effect on her and her other friend slash coworkers. And then the second storyline is about another like young guy who's in college who is downloading the internet for the first time. <laughs> and when he opens up the internet on his computer, uh, it takes him to this really creepy website that's showing him webcams of people doing like acting very strangely in their rooms, like just kind of walking around listlessly mm. or just lying down, not doing anything. Um, and he gets really freaked out. I find him very relatable because anytime something creepy happens on his computer, he like throws his mouse and like hits the screen to turn it off because he's upset. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yes, it would do exactly the same thing. Absolutely. But the screen keeps turning back on and it just keeps showing him really creepy stuff. No. And so I don't I'm not going to get into it too much, both because we don't have time and because it's really good and I want you to watch it. I really want to see it. Um, But it's it has a lot to do with ghosts using the Internet as a conduit to access the world of the living. (laughs) And it's very, very creepy. It has a lot of scenes that actually reminded me a lot of Twin Peaks. And that's the one that I was mentioning to you yesterday. Um, Not like tonally. But the way that ghosts are depicted in Uh the movie feels very similar to a lot of the ways that David Lynch depicts, like, mysterious, uncanny stuff in Twin Peaks. Like, a really interesting use of, like, early CGI that is, like, very foggy and very weird and just, like, really unsettling to look at. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, there's just, like, 
I've been thinking about it for days. <laughs> when I Google it and the images come up, they make me really uncomfortable. Oh my god. <laughs> um, it really creeped me out. But I think it was it was also just like a really interesting, like well made movie. Like that guy just makes really good movies. Yeah. And I think your uh, Pulse was really cool. I've always wanted <laughs> I think to see Pulse, Pulse was really cool. I'm adding <laughs> it to my list right now. Yeah. Because um, I've always wanted to see it, and I've always ever since you told me about Cure. Yeah. Like I gotta. It's great. It. It's really creepy. Um, look it up. I think you should. I think you should watch it. Yeah. But it also felt really um, like it. I, surely it influenced like the original Ring by a lot because oh, it just yeah. has. It feels very similarly like, um, you know, it's very lonely to be alive and being dead is really scary, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and we just have to deal with like these weird vibes that we don't understand oh, <laughs> from God. the other side of the world. Ah. It's very very creepy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but so I watched it. It's streaming on Prime right now, I think, through like the end of the month. But if you can rent it or watch it on some other format, I would recommend that. Gosh, more ghosts using the Internet. I, yeah. There's a truly God awful horror movie that from the early odds called Fear.com. That's like <laughs> the same idea. And it's just the worst trash I've ever seen. But um, so, you know, more good movies Good. about ghosts using I know. the internet. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I think part of the reason that it's so great is because it's also just incredibly well made. Um, yeah. And the internet is just kind of incidental. It's just an incidental, like we don't understand the internet and we also don't understand the world of the dead. And yeah. so those two things really coincide. When is it from again? 2001. 2001. Perfect yeah. time to be scared of the internet. It's really good. Yeah. Um, all right. So unfortunately we have to go, but we hope that everybody has a fantastic All Hallows Eve out there. The best time. The best yeah. time of all. You have been listening to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda here on WGXC 90.7 FM. Yes. Don't forget to head to WGXC.org slash donate and please become a sustaining supporter. We both are and we love it and we're very proud of it. And we're proud of our show and our amazing station and all the other fantastic programmers that WGXC has. So please keep us on the FM airwaves. Uh, We will see you next time. We are every second and fourth Tuesday of the month from 7 to 8 p.m. Bye. Da 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 da